and welcome to the Geeks at the Gates. Um, we are back a day later than I promised, and I really am sorry, but it's been very, very busy. So there you go. I've got so much work to do. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, we are going to begin our Dungeons and Dragons campaign because I can't work out whether we started it or not. And if we did, it's so long ago now that doing a previously on bit would take forever and it's just quicker and easier for all concerned if we go back to the very first session that we recorded. Um, so this will be me, Hat and Alice beginning game that Liz has set up for us. Uh, if you've listened to the radio version, you've heard this already, but again, ages ago, and I've left a lot of stuff in here that didn't make the cut for the radio version, not because it wasn't good, but because I have to cut the radio version for time, and this I do not. So, um, one of the things we used to do, because please remember, this was recorded back in the before times, so we were actually all around at Hatton Liz's house. I know, I know, it, who could believe in these COVID times, that there was ever a time when you could just go round somebody's house. It's just, it boggles my mind now. Uh, but one of the things we used to do was we'd sit around before we started and eat pizza, because, you know, D&D is kind of a tradition. Uh, so I've left in the discussion that we had, or, or some, at least, of the discussion we had over pizza, because it involves Doctor Who. Uh, we were recorded this while the last season of Doctor Who was still showing, Again, if you can believe such a thing. And uh, so there's some discussion uh, about the most recent season of Doctor Who at the start, which means I will be sounding the spoiler horn in a second. Um, and then we get into the D&D action. Uh, so thank you for sticking with the feed during its long, long silence. We are now properly back, properly weekly, every Wednesday, possibly Thursday if I'm running late. And uh, yeah. Um, shall we just get on with it? Spoilers. 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 Uh, no, Doctor Who. Yeah. I haven't seen last night yet. Okay. <laughs> you haven't seen any of this season then? Um, the, the last episode I saw was um, Amy's death. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought this would be, that would Not be dead. kind of like... A, Not gone. dead. She's yeah. going to write a she's book. She's been sent back in time, I thought. But, but, okay. but she has left. Yeah. She has left too. It feels like a death to me. <laughs> it that's, felt like a death to me. It felt like a death to me too. And yeah. speaking of deaths, have you seen the Adric meme? The witch? The Adric meme. No, I have not. Right. This actually is sort of a spoiler on us, but don't worry about it because it won't mean anything to you. No, because it won't mean anything to you. Um, I think your dog can smell my dog on me. You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, you know, at the end of at the end of Praxis, yes, when Jake takes the spaceship, yes, and they go, you can save him, right? Yeah, and it was that, and just. Of course, yeah, just materialise around around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just if, if the exact same millisecond it explodes, and it's fine. Yeah, which she does. And so the meme is a picture of that, mm-hmm. and then Adric, Adric's last shot from Earth Shock, 
just going, wait, what now? Good. <laughs> oh. Sad. Sad, but really funny. Oh, never mind. The joke, Alice, is if you ever go back to Classic Who. Yeah, you have to go all the way back is to that Classic Who. Nobody, nobody likes that trick. Nobody likes him. Uh, his, yeah, he doesn't get an Amy like farewell. <laughs> I mean, I was a kid when Adric died. <laughs> no one and you would, you would have thought. And they did the whole thing with the not playing the music over the credits, and it was just focusing on yeah. a close up of the badge yeah. that Dr. Five had destroyed, killing Cyberman. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers for a thing that happened 40 years ago. Just in case. And actually, it must be 35 years ago, it can't be 40 quite. Um, Must have been eighty five. That's only th- yeah, that yeah, that's thirty five years ago. I'm really old. So I was a kid. I was a kid. I was two. Double back. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and even I, Alice and, and I was Blizz weren't like, born. It's fine. I was just. I was just like. Even then, it's like no, it's dead, okay, okay. It's dead then. Fair enough. I, I've never been less emotionally invested in a car- in a, yeah. a companion. Well, I liked Turlow more than I liked <laughs> I liked Mel, oh, the original one. The original one. More, more than I liked Adric. Yeah. That's it. Yes. I just got that from Hatsinch. It was too. Was it No. You didn't magically know when Adric died. And Doctor Who, a thing that you don't no, care that much about. I like Doctor Who. I just don't know it enough to talk about it. Yeah. With confidence. You could learn. And you meet both of us, although I'm I mean, sort of slowly maybe overtaking yeah, you in that regard. I'm slowly becoming the kind of guy who'd be like, Hello, have you got some moment to speak to hear the good news about the doctor? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, heading in that direction. I've been that person for a long time. Well, while you're eating pizza, mm-hmm. I thought we could just go over some of the basic stuff that we kind of briefly touched on when you were here, but it's been a while, so. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cool. So you each have character sheets kind of in front of you, which is good. Uh-huh. Um, as with D and D, you can pretty much interact with anything. And I'm just going to go through interaction with environment and other NPCs. So <laughs> I did write that with a four H, didn't I? Yeah, you totally could read my writing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so Pat, very briefly, she's going to play a random character called Murphal. Oh, am I? Cool. You can even get the little mini. I could. He's really cute. And you also made him. He's got a squirrel. He's cool. So Furbobs are sort of cow mooses. Cow bear mooses. Cow bear moose guys. Who are off the forest and stuff. Yeah, they're chill. So let's say you are playing Murphal the Furbob. Yeah. And you are walking along a green, green... Way. Lovely. Trees all about you. Sounds delightful. And uh, in front of you is a hill. And on top of that hill, you see something shiny in the distance. Yeah. Um, do you want to make a quick perception check to see if you can make out what it is from where you are? That is fourteen total. Fourteen. Okay. So from your vantage point, even though you're quite far away, you're able to see that the top of this hill, shining in the sunlight, the glorious sunlight, is um, an orb of some variety. Mm. What would you like to do? I would like to go towards the orb up the hill. Okay, so if you make your way towards the orb, um, can I? Uh, do I know what it is? Uh, make an Arcana check. 
So all the checks I'm referring to here are on your sheets towards the left hand side. Natural 20! Twenty. We'll come on to those in, in a second, but natural 20s, um, plus something else. Yeah, natural 20s, um, especially in battle, mean that it's uh, an absolute, it will definitely happen. Um, in battle also, if you are hitting something, you get double dice damage. Um, but for the purpose of this, um, you're just trying to work out what it was. So a uh, 20 plus what, 2 is it for wisdom on that? Yeah, so 22, that is pretty much a, an absolute, it's going to happen. You're gonna know oh no, I can't intelligence, sorry. In this instance, the orb um, is a communication orb. Oh, okay. Often used by wizards, which is... Um, okay, I will... Can I talk to the orb? Sure. Um, see if anyone's in there. Are you going to pick it up? I will pick up... Mm, I will... Can I check for traps? You can. Make an investigation check. So I'm just going to, like, <laughs> everything you do... You can certainly try. Sixteen plus intelligence. Yeah. Uh, we'll say intelligence is plus one in this instance. So that's seventeen. Yeah. So seventeen again, a high number. You're probably going to succeed with that. Um, so looking at the orb from where you are right now, you're pretty close. You're about to pick up and you kind of go, mm, "Is it safe?" And um, <laughs> it is safe. Uh, there's nothing to indicate any kind of traps. I will pick up the orb. Okay. So you pick up the orb. Um, just make a wisdom saving throw for me. That's plus three to wisdom. That's uh, 12. 12, okay. Um, immediately, her voice in your head begins to sound. It's quite a soft voice. You have picked up the beacon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the beacon says to you, There is a treasure that only I know. Tell me why I should tell you about the treasure that only I know. Because I would give it all away and... Uh, uh, there are poor small fur bulbs living in the forest that need shoes. Make a persuasion check on them. <laughs> so we're hitting all the sort of <laughs> things. Um, uh, three plus whatever charisma is for this poor chap. Okay, that's, a, that's a plus zero. That's three. Three, three persuasion. Okay, the orb kind of goes... Hmm. <laughs> the orb does not trust Merfold. Okay. So from on the trees, uh, actually talking to this orb, uh, comes uh, a flying monkey. Uh, this is all off the top of my head, by the way. I'm making this up as we go. I'm always um, in for a flying monkey. That's fine by me. <laughs> Why not? The flying monkey comes towards you, and the only thing you have at your disposal is this orb that's rejected you. Cool. Do you want to try and maybe hit this flying monkey that's coming towards you? I will you? throw the orb at the flying throw monkey. The so, could you please uh, roll to see if you can hit? Um, add plus seven to your hit if you're a ranger. Uh, 17. 17 plus seven, that's 24. No, uh, 17 total. Uh, 17 total, definitely hits. So uh, roll your damage. With the orb, we'll say this orb is amazing. Roll a d12. Oh, wow. Roll two d12s. Oh, for fun, why not? Uh, that's 14 damage, 14 plus, damage plus whatever. Plus seven. Alright, okay, so that's, that's a number. 21. Seven, yeah, 21. Is there a 21? It is 21. <laughs> 21 <laughs> damage promise that's to the max. Fine, Towards you, straight in its face, the orb smashes into a bazillion pieces. Whoops. You hear the voice of the orb as it dissipates into the environment. The monkey dies. Cool, I'll walk back down the hill. And that's us then. So, that was <laughs> super quick, like, what to do in d You can do anything you want to. Um, it also escalated quickly, didn't it? Yeah, it did escalate. We've just suddenly killed a monkey and an orb. Yeah, I, that was not that wasn't us. That was Merfolk, the yeah. Burble, who has nothing to do with us and will not be associating with us at this point in time. So we kind of got like, <laughs> interact with anything around you if you wish to. You, you didn't have to interact with that. But no, I, I can't. Just, to, to <laughs> yeah, 
It would have been a weird demonstration if you hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> I sit at the bottom of the hill and ignore it. <laughs> yes. Um, we've also sort of gone over interacting with other things, other people. Um, briefly went over combat. We even covered critical... Um, critical hits. In this instance. Yeah, so yeah. 20s, the opposite of that. Um, you'll see on your D20 dice, the opposite of 20 on the other side is a 1. Um, when you get a 1, that's usually going to be a fail. In fact, that's pretty much always going to be a fail. Crit fail. A critical fail. Um, Hat, do you want to talk about... Do I? Yes, you do. You want to talk about how you interact with me. Oh, um, oh, okay. So in general, versus... no, no, statements versus <coughs> oh, declarative oh, statements versus. Awesome. Is it like on Drift Judy when if you talk out of turn you go? Shh. Oh, I just get up and leave. No, no. <laughs> basically, it's a case of like um, you can't say I am going to or I will or I do. Especially it's... if it refers to something that's going to be quite difficult. You have to say I would like to or can I try to because. You have to roll for it. Yes. So it's like, I climb on to the back of the giant ogre and stab him in the back of the head. Well, do you? Does the dice say that you can? So it's kind of one of those, instead of being like, I do this, or I can do this, or I will do this, is can I do this? And it's very much a case of, would I be able to? And it's, it's you know... It's a case of letting the dice decide. And even if your character's like the most acrobatic, crazy badass... They could have a bad day. Mm. Yeah. So the justification of... Well, my character. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. This is the stand-in DM, by the way. This is uh, this is this is Radio Gold. The yes. dog is sitting on the DM's lap. If you're wondering, and is appearing over the screen. She's appearing over the DM screen, looking unspeakably cute. Yeah, she does that. <laughs> um, this is just to put you all off. Yeah. So yeah, basically, it's kind of a case of uh, don't don't be a dick and go. Yeah, well, actually, I can do that because sometimes people do that in D and D, and it's kind of you know annoying. It's really frustrating, honestly. Yeah. And you know what? Like my dare, dare I ask, do you have any stories for no, when you've been in no, groups no, where... Not particularly. It's just, I have I have seen it. And you've heard tell on And you've heard tell on the internet as well. Those really frustrating uh, people, especially in, like, you know, the lovely, like, little, little happy, lovely Dungeons & Dragons circles that, you know, you move in and you hear people like, yeah, I left that game because there was this one guy who wouldn't stop going, yeah, but my character can do that. My character say- is strong enough to do that. And it's just like... Mm, no, not I want to say that that's the kind of the nature of the, like the gaming community, whether it be video games or like board games. There's always going to be someone that's uber competitive or is just a that's sort of like general yeah. dick. There's always somebody. Or thinks they know better, and it's just a case of like, no, the DM is literally in charge, and they are the boss of you. They are God. They have created <laughs> an entire world in which for you to play. So play nice, and I think that's you know. At the same time, it's also it's not me against you. No. We're a team. I want to see what happens. I'm sure the whole point is that the dice make it random. Yeah. Well, not random. Absolutely. No, they do make it random. They make, they, make really it, they make it unpredictable. And that's that's much more fun. It's much more fun for like, it, a rogue who is like incredible acrobatics to try to sneak, which like they've got mm. plus a bazillion to something, and they try and do it, and they roll a natural one, and it's hilarious because they get their foot caught in the bottom of their own cake of shadows, trip down a flight of stairs, foot. knocking over a massive pile of armor, and there's a load of noise, and they get found. And it's just and, it's funny. And honestly. equally, <laughs> yeah, and e- equally, it's possible. It's unlikely, but it's possible for Eminon with his minus one to decks. try to try and do some some mad acrobatic flip. Totally, and roll an natural twenty and pull it off. Yeah, totally. Again, that happens in real life too. 
Yeah, totally. Sometimes people have really good days. And yeah. I think that allows them to have a really good day. Well, yeah, whereas if you just go, well, my well, character can do that, or can my I character just say, can't do What you're that, doing is you're rolling a dice. So you're, you're playing a game of chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. With every action. That's, <laughs> yeah. Nobody has control except yeah. the gods yeah, of luck. Totally. One thing I will say, though, is don't let your stats put off what you'll do. So if you think, oh, my God, my, my dexterity is atrocious. I'm a um, paladin. I'm really good at being strong, well, but from, um, like well, stairs, confound me. From um, don't let that put you off. Don't down those stairs. Don't worry. Just from what I've seen, though, from what I understand, and it's very limited of D&D, it's just to have fun with it. It's all about mm-hmm. this Going along with the adventure. Yeah. yeah, totally. And that's the same for me as well. Like, this is my first campaign with you guys. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's not your first campaign, coming. though. It's your first campaign with yes. us specifically. Um, not with me. But this is, like, the very first time no. anyone has ever played <clears throat> the setting, because I made it. So... I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> it's genuinely my first campaign for 30 years. Mm. Oh, and it's your first ever, yeah, Alice, yeah. who is cheering. <laughs> so on, on. But you but do some very eloquent sign language. Yeah, actually. amazing. But yeah, radio goals. <laughs> is this like, is, I think this is my fourth campaign at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm in one, one other. I, I attributed to my possible um, ancestry in Italy, so... Oh, the hand waving. Yes, just the whole the Yeah, yeah, for sure. Being able to communicate without it's speaking, but with the hands. There's a view emoji for that now. Yeah, this. With the hands. This one. This is this emoji. I can't I saw wait. You, I saw you tweet that. <laughs> My mother is going to send me that emoji so much. <laughs> like, every sentence is going to be punctuated with that emoji. I can't wait. I cannot wait. You've got this. Yeah. Well, anyone that is gone to learn Italian has been told at some point... That you've also got to involve a lot of hand gestures in it because that's all part of the language. <laughs> the last thing I've got on this list is just running through combat and how many turns there are. Yeah. Do you want me to do? Because yeah, I wrote it and I've scribbled yeah. it down. Yeah, because you can't read my, my... <laughs> look. I I don't like a dark pencil. Okay, um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, sorry about my teeny tiny scribbly writing. So combat. I've written it. I've written it down into three sections. Half. You got this on the side. <laughs> it's that pale of pencil. You can't right. see it. I'm so sorry. Um, so to start combat, you roll initiative to see who goes first and decide an order because everyone then stays in that order. Um, so you roll a d20 and the highest person goes first, the lowest person goes last, and everybody in between goes in that order. Very simple. Um, a round lasts six seconds. Okay, so. A round includes every single person in that initiative order doing their turn, okay? Having their turn. Um, it's important to know how many rounds there have been if you have spells that last a specific length of time for those spellcasters amongst us, because sometimes you have, this spell lasts a minute, and that is 10 rounds, okay? So you'll have your gotcha. turn 10 times before your spell stops functioning. So you have to keep an eye on how many rounds there are. Um, so it's useful to know that. Um you also have three things you can do on your turn. Um, you have an action, a bonus action, and movement. And you can do them in any order you like, and you can split your movement up. So you can run up towards somebody, punch them, and then run away again, as long as you only use your full movement and no more. So if you've got 30 feet and it's 15 feet to get there, 15 feet to get away, that's fine. If it's like 20 feet to get there, you're not going to be able to get as far back. Yeah, so you've got to consider how you're going to use your movement. But you can do it in any order you like. The other thing you have, which isn't on here, is you sometimes have a reaction. Sometimes you have spells that say can be cast as a reaction. Um, you do, you should have... Shield. 
shield is a reaction for you and you can cast that at any time it doesn't have to be on your turn so reactions can happen at any point in uh in any in anybody's turn if you have a reaction and you see that happening you can actually react um so shield is great so someone else's it's someone else's go they're attacking you as your reaction you put up your shield and you get plus plus five plus five bonus to your uh, armor so it's not your turn but you've been able to but you you can because It's the equivalent of a reflex. Yeah, it's a reaction. It's something we do instinctively. You also use a a reaction if someone... We did this with Alice quite a lot. Um, If someone is in your space, in your five-foot reach, Mm -hmm. and they move out of your space, and they're an enemy, Mm -hmm. if it's not your turn, you can use your reaction to get an attack of opportunity. An opportunity, yeah. So if they pass through your space... But don't worry if you don't remember all this, I will go... I'll put put hints out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it as we go. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, we could we could talk about combat and stuff like all day. But... I thought there was another one, but I when it comes it. to um, how many times you c- I can cast a spell, wh- which are the ones where I can only cast them? Because I remember there yeah. was a rule here where there were some where I could just so cantrips, I could go crazy. So with... cantrips, if it says cantrip on it, evocation um, cantrip, yeah, yeah. So if it says cantrip, then you can cast that as many times as you like. It doesn't cost you anything from your spell pool. Cool. If it says level one, then you can only use as many as there are level at one spells for your your day, basically. Okay. So that'll be on a sheet over there somewhere. It'll tell you how many because mine are all separate because I have a folder because I am a massive nerd. Uh, is that is that a notebook, Yes. I'm so excited. That's so good because normally it's just happened. I really am. I'm. I'm really praying that other people make notes because I can't keep it all in my head. I'm sorry. I'm. Car- I am carrying all the notes. My the other party. Oh, there it is. It's real hard. I I, I will so, be making notes. Tell you how many. You've got I'll be making. Yeah. I'll be making terrible yeah. notes. Of course, it is also the no, case that, that somebody is recording spells, this. Oh, but not how many times you can cast it. It is also true that somebody is recording uh, this. Okay. So we can always listen back later <laughs> if we're not sure what's happening. Um, or oh, is it the first is it the first page? I think it's like two first level spells. I'm just looking at what I'm now as a sorcerer. Sorcerer, it's helpful to write it on here to be honest. I, I wrote mine on because it wasn't on there, so I literally just a first wrote level it on. sorcerer gets to cast two first level first level spells a day or yeah. a, a long list so two first level spells yeah. so basically yeah you can cast it means you can, you can cast yeah. one of those twice or you can cast both it's up to you okay so and your cantrips you can do and you can do your cantrips as much as you like cool. just keep whamming out the cantrips the way to get okay, through I can, it I can remember that <laughs> okay. um, so good my last note on the other side yeah, is things and weight Everybody has like a carrying capacity, like the amount that you can carry before you become over encumbered and cannot carry things. It's quite high. It is quite high, but just be aware of the weight of things. If we pick things up, make a note of how much it weighs and figure out how much stuff you're carrying in terms of weight. Um, not to worry right this second, but we should probably figure that out at some point. But like, if if uh, if Alice's character picks up like five leaden um, ball bearings that are the size of a ship. Uh, I'm not going to carry that one. I mean, you'd you'd fit it in a certain object, but uh, yes. you wouldn't necessarily be able to. Oh, actually, you could if you had that. Never mind. Let's move on. The other thing is food and drink. You actually need to eat and drink, otherwise you will Die. suffer. Um, I'm going to assume that per day you're consuming one of your rations, unless you <coughs> buy food elsewhere. You have ten rations. We have ten rations, and we all need. We all have a water skin. 
because they are in your uh, your pack. I'll assume that water and stuff, unless I say, right, you're in a desert. If we're in the desert, we've got probs. <laughs> um, well, we haven't, but... So next, we've got where we are in space and time. Yeah. Pat, would you be able to leave the room so I can explain some things to the people here? Because I don't know this. Because your character would not know any of, of this. Cool. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to take my phone with me. I won't be long. Do you want to take it down with you? No. Okay. <laughs> so, the world in which we are is called Arayas. I'm going to give that a little custard. I was going to trill it the otherwise. Do you know what you're crushed? No, I'm 12. <laughs> so, the world in which we are is called Araya, And that's spelled L-R-E apostrophe A. For fun, you can refer to it as Ore, which is a bit more simple. Um, the year in which we are is 3,152 PD, post-Draconian. 3,162 mm-hmm. PD. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just explain the world in a, in a nutshell for you, <clears throat> the listeners out there. Um, it's a vast continent surrounded by stretches of sea, which vary as much as the landscape itself. Um, jungle meets ice, ice meets a wasteland full of ash, um, swamps lead to sandy beaches. Some sages say that eons ago this world was part of the elemental plane, which is why the land and the sea contrast so greatly. The continent is littered with many settlements, towns and villages surrounding their ruling cities, so like the chaotic world, um, so two of the cities each have their own individual rule, um, so they vary just as much as the, the world itself. Um, and their respective, their respective settlements abide to the laws in which the cities have. Right. Um, travel between settlements can be treacherous, not only due to the environment. Um, trade caravans are often beset by wandering beasts in rugged plains, um, and the ship is still very pirate vessels even on the most dangerous sea. The world is in the shadow of the Fades, a war between the elves of First Frost and the Giants. Emboldened giant clans in the rugged plains to the south, hearing of the Northern Revolt, rose up too against the surrounding cities, taking them unawares. The ever watched the Elven, Arin, Eleven, the Elven Paladin Order e- easily dispersed the threat and came to the aid of the south. Despite the brief war ending over 30 years ago, the stars are still visible on much of the land <coughs> in the minds of those affected. Oh, yes. Your character will probably know a lot about that, Eminem. Yeah, he's, he's quite annoyed about quite a lot of it, to be honest. Um... Conflict between the giants is rare now, and mostly the lands at peace. Most cities and towns are well fortified, either by high walls, natural defences, um, and really well begin in one such place. There won't be a test, um, I just thought I'd give you some overview of where you are, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Hat! Hat <laughs> <laughs> has disappeared. That is sad. <laughs> Um, yes. With the cult that I come from, is that some? Uh, do I? Because I need to give you more details about it, don't I? Even though I've still got, I'm still working out some bits and pieces. But is that still being going to be able to kind of fit in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. That's why I've sort of kept it a bit vague. Uh, okay. So, like, you can tell me anything. I'll be able to fit it in. Okay. 
all the things I don't know. So Hats had a version of that, but not with everything. But then because Hats character wouldn't know all of that. I would not know that. Right. So Cool. Right. So, does anybody have any questions before we begin properly? Mm, no. No, I think I'm good. Okay. Cool. So, a small sailing vessel named the Krusty Scribbler travels towards Hamsport. The voyage has been calm and quick, a mere three weeks of passage over glistening waves and blue skies. Okay. Um, paper. There's pencils and paper on. Sorry, I didn't say. That's a, a felt tip. <laughs> <laughs> what has caused our travellers to set sail may differ entirely, but their purpose remains the same. To get to Helmsport and seek out the Guild of Wanderers. And you each... As well, you know, hopefully, have a, a pamphlet or a leaflet on yourselves. Um, it's like a recruitment. Please join the Guild of Wanderers at Hamsport. Um, so, the crusty smuggler shudders and creaks as the anchor drops and lurches into dock. Belongings are gathered, weapons are sheathed, uh, and our party make their way off the boat. Could you all roll your d20 and add your dexterity modifier? <laughs> <laughs> Or remove it, in some yes. people's cases. I'm really happy to watch a one. 19. Um, what's my dexterity? Minus one. So I rolled a nine, so I've got eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11, and mine is <coughs> pl- plus zero, so... Okay, cool. So the order um, is Hat, Alice, Reggie. Um, Pat. I'm so letting you grab the dog before we go any further. <laughs> She's having a little mission on the house. This is just to, um, this is what an initiative would be, um, but in this case, we're simply walking off a boat. This is just to determine the running order. Yep. So, your character is first hat. Would you like to tell us who you are? What you look like? Any visible things that you've got on yourself? What you see, uh, running down the gangplank and towards the nearest large barrel, uh, is a, a five foot tall, sort of tanky looking, uh, very hench, extremely ginger, uh, dwarf, uh, who with like ginger braids down the, uh, down her back. And a ginger beard, which is also braided with like little beads and stuff that you can't see because she's running so fast in the opposite direction. It's fast, so tiny little legs will carry her in order to vomit into that big barrel because seafaring travel does not agree with her at all. So, yeah, small, ginger, mostly as hell. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about what your class is right now or are you going to keep that to yourself? No, we can hang on to that for a little bit till it turns up organically. Okay. Um, Uh, She's also got like a massive war hammer just like across her back. So, walking tentatively down the plank, Mm -hmm. she's a little bit wheezy herself, but she's because she's not used to the sea, but uh, she's all right. She's okay. She she's been shaken up. Quite a lot, so she's endured worse. Um, she's <laughs> she's currently uh, she she can't quite see what she is because she's got a cloak on her at the moment. She's cool. kind of she's looking around nervously at the moment. She's trying to just blend in. She's trying not to be seen at all. 
Uh, so, but you can sort of, if you look close enough, if you look close enough to, you can see sort of what could possibly be sort of lilac-y her skin. So you can tell she's not quite human if you look close enough. Awesome. <clears throat> All right, Roger, over to you. Um, I'm a reasonably big guy, long silver hair, very pale, dressed entirely in black. And just very casually shouldering my pack, making sure my, my sword is easily to hand, mm-hmm. making sure my whip is easily to hand, uh, in, a, in a casual, non-threatening kind of way. Cool. Um, and then ambling carefully. Very casual. Your mini. Yeah. Awesome. Ambling. Actually, we need to have a word about sword safety because you do not put, <laughs> you do not put a sharp fighting sword on your shoulder if you're as clumsy as I am. <laughs> you're just giving yeah. yourself a slight shave on one side every so often by accident. Maybe that's why you've gone on your shoulder. It's, it's essentially a very good job that dwarves can't grow beards because, honestly, you do not want to trust Eminon to shave. Um, Elves. <clears throat> did I say dwarves? Yeah. Dwarves can definitely grow beards. I've got a massive beard. Huge. Lots and lots of plaits. Um... So you'll notice that, that when um, I move down the gangplank, mm-hmm. I am moving with some caution. <laughs> um, but apart from that, it seems perfectly relaxed um, and at home, not in the slightest bit seasick. Um, clearly very used to this kind of environment. Okay. Cool. All right. That was great. That means that you do all the talking and I just stay silent. <laughs> That's great. We like that. So we have got um, uh, a flash of ginger hair running off the boat. Um, quite short, but um, kind of average size, really, as far as dwarves go. Um, we've got a kind of slightly shady individual, but who's just kind of quiet, kind of chilling. <laughs> and then we've got um, a larger, silver-haired, quite pale, trying not to be clumsy fellow, stepping off this boat. Um, and as you do, uh, bear in mind that you have been on this boat for about three weeks. You have kind of seen each other around. You've probably not talked to each other that much, but you've been on the same boat together. So you've kind of, you've identified that you've each got these leaflets and you know that you've all kind of got the same goal here. So you sort of, you talk amongst yourselves, you see the dwarf running towards the barrel to be sick and you're kind of, Whoop. Skipping a little bit as you <laughs> step off the boat. Um, anyway, you wave to the captain as the captain sort of waves you off. You have arrived at your destination. Hail to be the epicentre of trade. Um, in your belongings, the leaflets from the Guild of Wanderers. You've now stepped out onto a warm and bright beach. Immediately before you appears to be a busy market day. Resplendent trade stalls um, are perched on bamboo decking. Tradespeople in brightly coloured garments uh, open their arms to you as they stand and show you their wares. You're just at the shore at the moment, taking in your surroundings. You see baskets of spices, grains, um, exotic fruit. You see a man dressed head to toe in purple, including a silk wrap about his head. You see him, probably about 30 foot away from you, he turns as uh, someone else who's walked off the boat, walks past him, and he's there waggling a pair of pearl earrings at them as they walk past. Next to his door, you see a beautiful woman tall with almost aqua blue skin. Her hair as well seems to billow like seaweed underwater. 
On her stall, you see what looks to be a plethora of live creatures in cages. Curious black monkey sits atop her shoulder and she's there picking a sort of uh, a yellow, sort of satsuma sized fruit, peeling the skin off and hands the monkey and a couple of the bits of fruit. Birds in small cages flit to and from different perches. Uh, you do notice a couple of cages with material over the bars as well. This is probably about 40 foot away from where you are now. This is just your first impression. And in the distance, you see the famous white cliffs of Helmsport stretching high up into the sky. Thick jungle and jagged rock caves surround these cliffs, leaving the beach completely surrounded yet secluded. At the centre of the cliff, in front of you, you see the entryway to the town itself, but this must be about 64 in front of you. Um, hewn from the top of the cliff directly downwards uh, to the bottom, a narrow stairway leading upwards. You see a, a sign high up in the sky, probably about seven foot. Um, it's dwarfed in comparison to the cliff side. And painted in gold, the words in common, welcome to Helmsport. Seagulls chatter uh, across a cloudless sky and the sea breeze whips your clothing about your legs. You're still standing at the shore. Behind you, the crew of the Krusty Smuggler uh, shouting orders to one another as the boat manoeuvres its way to the larger docking area. Um, the larger docking area appears to be a sort of trade area. People are stacking crates onto the boats. Um, but for now, you have the market and Helmsport Town before you. What would you like to do? I'm going to finish throwing up. <laughs> and, that, uh, that's how I like to start. <laughs> finish, finish having my big sick, and then I will um, swell my mouth out of the water and sort of spit that, try and be a little genteel about it, uh, just make sure there's none in my beard, okay. clean myself up, stand up and try and look a little bit less horrifying. And then I will look around me. Okay. And try and take it in. Okay. Please see the, the above notes. Yeah. So you then see everything that everybody else has seen. <sighs> just seeing so you know, all the descriptions won't be that long. Uh, that's just the set the scene where you are right now. No, I loved sure. it. It's nice. great. Beautiful. Okay. So you you just looked about you. Are we together? Are we? Um, you yeah. You've all stepped off at the same time. Um, again, you you're kind of all aware that you've got this leaflet to go to this place. Um, this is the first time that any of you have been here, though. There's a lot of people here. Uh, I'm not sure how to deal with this amount of people in one place, so I'm going to stand and stare into the middle distance and wait for someone to do something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, because my character is not used to this kind of climate, she's used to a more colder climate, more... Not as humid. Mm-hmm. So she takes off her cloak, revealing her branch-like horns, somewhat horrifying everyone around her. <laughs> I was just going to say, as you do, as the... Um, as as, as the, the hood comes back, off. There's, there's an older washer... Sorry, there's an older lady at the shore washing what looks to be rags, and she kind of, whoop, as you reveal yourself. I just sort of look at you. Uh, oh... Okay. Makes and sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, just not, not really. It, no, bothered in any way, shape, or form. Just sort of. Not my first tiefling. No, yeah. Not, not my first tiefling. Not remotely. So I just look at, look at you, just like, oh, because having heard the little old lady make a noise, look at the little old lady yeah. grunt slightly. Cool. 
so you just removed your hood. Um, yeah. I, I'm a little bit overwhelmed by everyone as well. Awesome. But uh, so also somewhat curious, actually, because my character's never seen anything like it before, cool. considering, okay. yet again, what the kind of world that she came from mm-hmm. before she mm-hmm. came here. So she is a little bit excited to do a bit of exploring as well. Oh, but also excited. but but also a little bit apprehensive because she's still kind of like, I don't like people, but I'm somewhat curious about this place. <laughs> so Not got... the people, just the things. <laughs> things. I like that. So we've got ah, people and we've got ah, people and Reggie. Um... Um, I look around the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm amused by the dwarf. Um, and I notice the tiefling Uh um, and make a mental note to keep an eye on that one because you know tieflings Um, and uh, my more much more pressing priority is I've been on a boat for three weeks and the rations weren't great and now, now I'm in a market um, and I can see there are people selling fruit, uh-huh. but to heck with that. Cool. And I am going in search of huge, great slabs of roasted meat. Awesome. Well, you, you're in luck because there is like um, a sort of food market within <clears throat> that as well. You know, it's, it's, there's two sides to this market. There's like the the trade and merchant side, and then mm-hmm. there's the domestic side. You've come to the domestic side. Um and walking through, uh, I'm assuming you, you're all going to sort of pace through together, some of you apprehensively, and you're quite confidently. If we all know yep. we're going to the same place, it makes sense. Yeah. So we'll all sort of... Um, yeah, I'll head. Yeah. yeah. You you follow your nose. I'm assuming you're going to lead the party in and on, um, just because you kind of, you're the most confident currently out of everybody. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the dwarf who was first in the ship has just finished puking. Um, uh, someone's taking their time to take the hood off and you're kind of going, oh, good, right, I need to, I need to stay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, walking through, you, you follow your nose. Could you make a perception check for me just to see if you can identify any meat store straight away just by What flavoured dye is that? If you could roll a d20. D20. And add your perception... Modifier to it, which is one of the little ones. Perception, 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 perception. It's the same. Is a plus one. I've rolled seventeen, so that's eighteen. Nice. Okay, so um, you go this way, and you immediately make a beeline uh, towards this. Um, it's like a, an open barbecue. Um, there's. I like it already. There's a, there's a a stout man there who looks like he enjoys his own words quite a lot as well, um, and he's slowly turning uh, what looks to be. You think a cockatrice, and you've seen a cockatrice before, it's like a really ugly turkey. Um, currently it has no feathers on it, um, and it looks a little bit dishevelled, but it, it smells pretty damn good. How can I help you, sir? He says to you. How much for the cockatrice? With two silver pieces. Do you want it in a bun? <laughs> That's a big bun! <laughs> <laughs> Um, he starts no, to slice yeah. parts of Money's on your second page. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Helps you. <clears throat> no, just, just just as it comes. Okay. And he begins to slice this off. And it takes a little bit of time. Um, and he starts to sort of adorn um, this 
meat with a couple of sprinkles of some spices. While he's doing that, you two are looking around you. Um, I'm looking at the meat, honestly. Okay, so, uh, he picks up on this. And I'm, I'm feeling a little bit queasy, but my appetite is coming back. Okay. And another one, he says. Uh, in, in a minute. Okay. Um, looking around you, Alice, your character. I've not named any names yet, just so you know. I'm, okay. I'm not going to reveal that until you reveal those to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You're looking around you, Alice. Meat's being served to these two. Mm-hmm. You see, um, closer up now, the stall with the animals um, has a, a, a painted sign that says wilderness on it. Mm-hmm. Um, in this area as well, you're quite central. The food part is the part where people want to go to. That's the main centre point of the market. Um, the man dressed in purple. The man dressed in purple has a stall called Bartram's, Wonder- uh, Bartram's Wondrous Baubles. You've also got um, one thing that you didn't see uh, as you stepped off the boat, um, a stall called Magical Things. And behind it, what looks to be a, a female dragonborn um, who's kind of looking at different bottles at the stall and shaking them. Anyway, that's what you can see while you're waiting for all the mm-hmm. food to be served up. And he looks at you with your hood down, the guy who's serving the food, and he goes, oh, Do you eat meat? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Would you like some of the, the cockatrices? I, I can cut some off. He's a little bit scared of you. Uh, he's probably not <laughs> seen very many tea things before. Oh, yes, of course, sir. You'll have it for free. There, there you go. He kind of just hands it to you and then he gently serves you your, your <laughs> plate of cockatrices. And, and, and the bun, perhaps for the stomach that's not very well. Just the bun. How much is just the bun? You can have the bun. I okay. just want a bun. Yeah, I think no just... Cockatrice for, no greasy cockatrice for you. Not quite. Just a bun. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's a bit soggy. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I won't. I'm good. There's yeah. no traps. Yeah. Bun. No bun, thanks. No. Um, so the, I can feel it coming back up. <laughs> <laughs> the meat tastes good. Um, yeah, it's just what you wanted. After three weeks of... Salted crackers is really mm. really simple. The occasional wrap drop being mixed in there for you. Lovely. Yes. No Hence the queens. Mm, yeah. Cool. So um, you take the time to, to really dig in. You uh, Don't eat my bun. You don't eat your bun. I <laughs> try and become less green. Uh-huh. I have oh. a little bit of a sip of water. Do you want to make a constitution saving? Oh, fun. Let's. Why the hell not? Let's see if I puke up my shoes. Uh, sixteen and three, nineteen. So the smell of the meat initially is quite overwhelming, and you kind of, and you steal yourself. You're Hold okay. it. You're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. I'm okay. That shaky feeling kind of just wears down. It's that when it comes in waves, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So your right slap bang in the centre of the market. Um. Directly in front of you, the the cliffs, uh, and around you, the stalls that you've seen previously. Uh, what would you like to do? I am still terrified by the sheer volume of people in this place, and yeah, I'm sticking right. close to my new elven friend uh, who is eating the cockatrice because um, he seems to know where he's going and what he's doing, and I know that we're going to the same place. So I'm just going to sort of loiter <laughs> <laughs> near you. Um, <laughs> just gently staring around in... Taking it all in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, after finishing off her first meal mm-hmm. since landing, but uh, she's curious about that shop. Cool. The which one? Here, the 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 the, sort of the magic. Yeah. Yeah. The, the magical things. The magical things. Yes. yes. She's somewhat curious cool, okay. for uh, for reasons. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, for, for reasons that you and I know. <laughs> it's, it's not too far away from you. Um, I'd say probably about 10 foot from where you are. Yeah. So if you want to make your way across, you're very welcome. Yeah. You. Yeah, I, I would probably... I, 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 yeah, she... Yeah, I'm going to tentatively walk over because I'm still a little bit suspicious. Okay. So as you do, um, you notice, uh, coming into view now, this female dragonborn, and I don't think you've probably seen many dragonborns before. You've definitely heard of them, mm-hmm. um, and none of your characters seen a, a dragonborn. Mm, oh, indeed. Um, grit, sorry, not grit. Hats, your character. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen dragonborns either. Okay. It's up to you. Uh, probably. Okay. I've probably seen everything, but like one at a time, and therefore <laughs> not all at once. And cool. I, I feel like, yeah, I've probably seen quite a lot of different um, people due to my previous uh, employment situation. Mm-hmm. But I will not have necessarily seen them more than one person at once. That makes me sound like a hooker. Um, <laughs> no, not the case. <laughs> I mean, you can... Not with this beard. Moment. That's that's not an occupation I associate with dwarves, to be fair. <laughs> not with this beard. Um, anyway, you, you, you make your way to this storm mm-hmm. and... Somewhat eyeing the dragonborn, because mm-hmm. I've heard of them, but never seen one, so I'm somewhat curious and... Not horrified, because, let's face it, I'm a tiefling, I can hardly talk. <laughs> <laughs> and she sees you come in towards her, and the eyes close, but then the second eye that closes over that like a, 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 a lizard's wood. Mm-hmm. Um, closes sideways, not up and down. Um, and uh, <laughs> could you just make a, a quick, just just a investigation check for me? Just so, just to see what you can initially see from first glance. Two. <laughs> Two plus... You'll have a plus, I promise. Now, I'm quite a plus one. DM. Plus I, one. I'm going to say that that didn't really roll, that kind of fell. So I'm going okay. to roll that again, please. That go for it. <laughs> you, you know what? That's a little bit better. Plus one. Five. Okay, cool. Is it five? No, but it's plus five total. Oh, five, yeah. Okay, so from where you are right now, you can't really see very much other than a weird shrub. Very strange looking plant in a very ugly looking vase. Everything else is a bit. Overwhelming. Anyway, as you approach, the the owner looks you directly in the eye and goes, "You know, <laughs> I see you're looking at the plant." Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that is called the Fortunate Tree. Yes, the Fortunate Tree. And no looks are deceiving, but this this grants good luck to adventurers and unending supply. One must. Rub the sap upon one's claws, one's arms, and luck will follow. Is there anything else you would like to look upon my store? Have you got anything that would aid me in any necromancy magic? I have many things that would aid you. Necromancy is something which Sylvan has heard of before. But I do not 
on such things. Now, just because you've never played D&D before, mm-hmm. do you want to make an insight check? An insight check will tell you if this person is lying or not. For the fun. Yeah, sure. Um, so <laughs> I'll roll, go with it. <laughs> roll a d20 and add your insight modifier. So, 18. Oh, nice. Plus? Plus five. Plus five? <laughs> Tight. Um, you know 23. What? You know what? That's a very good roll. She's actually telling the truth. <laughs> um, she, she doesn't really have that amount of stuff, but that's just an example of a sure, a sure roll mm-hmm. um, telling you exactly what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she doesn't doesn't really deal with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But looking around the stall, um, other things that you can see um, include what appears to be a looking glass. Um, you also see two small jars full of a red liquid and one small jar full of... Actually, as you're looking, uh, the person, the dragonborn, picks up the jar and shakes it and this kind of liquid that kind of looked like it had separated kind of mixes all into one and it kind of Shimmer's a little bit white. Now I have things that aid you, but not in a necromancy sort of way. This, this is a potion of goodness. These are the potions of healing. Mm. And she indicates towards the two red being the potions of healing. Mm. The potion of goodness. It restores health and closes wounds. The potions of healing. Heal you up a little bit better. But this, as she points towards the looking glass, the uh, magical looking glass, you look upon this thrice daily and you age just a little bit less. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how old I am? I couldn't even hazard a guess. I am 394. Inside check. <laughs> I still think I'm still on the other side of the market, honestly. But yeah, I would if I was stood there. I would. You can roll an inside check. See if you the truth. Really, three hundred ninety. Oh, go on, do it, do it. Oh, oh. plus oh. five. So oh, that's nine. Not bad. Nine. I mean, you know what? She looks pretty good for her age. <laughs> you just don't know whether she's telling sure. the truth or not. Not sure. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. <laughs> if you want the magical looking glass to look as good as silver, it will be 300 gold pieces. Oh, that's money. The Fortune Day Tree provides luck to weary travelers. 200 gold pieces. The Potion of Goodness, 400 gold pieces. And the Potions of Human, 350 gold pieces each. I do not have that kind of money. But for necromancy, there is nothing. Well, in that case, I'm not interested in okay, your business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she immediately turns to the next person that's going to. Yeah, one of those I think I've been to that store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've all been to that market. I went yeah. to retail a lot of Christmases. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, God. I work in you're, retail now, and I can I nice can I just say that you get a much better standard of service at Destination Venus. You yes, do. definitely Absolutely. do. <laughs> Yep. Anyway, moving on. Moving yep. on. <laughs> so we're standing somewhere near a cockatrice man. Yes. Uh, are you still? I'm still there. Yeah, I'm with I'm I'm with Reggie's healthy no, man. I, I'm I'm not sure whether this counts as two actions or not. Oh, it doesn't matter. Actions don't matter. Oh, right. okay. They matter in combat. Okay. So 
I am standing by the cockatrice man. Um, <laughs> All right, sir. And I'm 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 giving him a gold piece nice, to pay to pay for for my bit of the cockatrice. Uh, and also asking if he has any preserved meats. Change. I'll give you the change. Then. Well, no, if you've got any any preserved meats like jerky or what have you, if you could just give me whatever's out of that. He reaches beneath the stall and passes to you what looks to be a little bit old jerky, but you know what, it'll do the trick. And that would serve as uh, two days' worth of rations. Okay. Yeah, I've eaten old jerky before. I'm really not that fussy. It's not a salted biscuit right now. <laughs> right now, I am not exercising good culinary judgment. Cool. All right. So, if you so, so can I, am I able to perceive it's old? Mm-hmm. Is it still good? Make a medicine check for me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, see, medicine as well. 16 plus 1, so 17. Nice, okay. It won't do you any damage to eat. It probably might taste like cardboard, but it's... And, and it's not a salted biscuit, that is fine. <laughs> cool. And he hands you um, 30 silver pieces back as well. I don't need the whole gold piece for that. <laughs> well, thank you. Now, while we're having that conversation, I'm also watching the tiefling. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit wary of dragonborns. Um, I've got history with, not with dragonborn, but with dragons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, dragonborns are just one step removed from that. So, you know, so I've got nothing going over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but. I'm just watching to see what goes down. Well, you see um, the two things that you've been journeying with <coughs> um, talking to this dragonborn. The dragonborn's head kind of turns and then abruptly turns away from the team <laughs> and talks to somebody else. And I, I just chalk that up to the to the natural ill manneredness of dragonborn. <laughs> okay. I'm still staring into space, being horrified by this entire situation. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Anybody else wants to do anything while we're in the market square? Or no, kind of I'm, I'm going to say to, to the, the elf next week, are we going soon? Are we going Are we going to find the, the, the thing soon? Because this is well, a lot. And I was just going to turn to the elf and say... Dwarf. <laughs> You're the elf, I'm dwarf. We'll get there. It's cool. <laughs> we'll get there. It's all good. I was just about to turn to the dwarf um, to find out if they were okay. Um, so... Um, so, so since the dwarf is now talking to me, yes, um, there's a lot of people. Um, so I flash, <laughs> I flash my charismatic elven grin. Hey, <laughs> um, plus five charisma. I, I, yeah, that's right. You know? Paladins are charismatic. Um, we so are as well. And uh, just sort of say, yeah, yeah. Shall we? Shall we go? Do you want to just make a, just a straight charisma check? That's using your big charisma modifier, bottom. Plus three. It's pretty tight. Uh, you see the big numbers. The big number. Plus three. So yeah. yeah. Roll a d20. Magic plus three. Six. Plus three. Nine. 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 Not bad. That's easy enough. That's the most interaction you've had uh, in a while, directly. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And you, you gather each other together and you make your way. Okay. Cool. I just yell across the market, Tiefling, we're going! <laughs> Okay, so um, and they just march. I just <laughs> march away from the crowds towards the gate. I'm like done. I can't. I'm, ju- I'm just kind of ambling along, taking everything in, looking to see what everything else is going we on. Just like get out of the people run. Um, hand not that far away from the pommel of my sword, just okay. in case, because you know. Just make a perception check just to see if there's anything untoward around you. Seventeen 
plus one, so 18. Nice, okay. Around you, you know what? It all seems pretty relaxed. Cool. This is a standard day at a market. Uh, there's not really a lot going on. You can still have your hand where it is, but... That's habit. Yeah, cool. All right, so, um, approaching the cliffs, you begin to see the true scale more clearly. Within the cliff face, you can make out intricate paintwork in a light blue. Uh, the pattern's curved and ornate. You can also make out what looks to be a tide mark, um, going way above your heads. The heat from the sun feels stronger here, reflecting back from the, the cliffs itself. Um, you see the, the cool archway as the shade comes down, um, and the cool shadow cascades over you as you go up the stairs. The tall walls guide you upwards and then sharply to the right. You continue for quite a long time, um, I'm going to say 5-10 minutes of stairs, twisting and turning, and you're going deep into the rock. Um, the, su- the sky is still visible above your head, so this rock is cut all the way down along the stairway. Um, occasionally you pass some other folks, although it's narrow, they're able to pass by you. Some making their way down the crates, must be going to the, the trade side, um, others Seem to be stopping occasionally, taking in the intricate carving that's on the on the walls. Finally, after what is a lot of stairs, you come to a, a large opening. Uh, you see the sky large above you, um, and in front of you, carved into the stone cliff like a huge rectangular indent into the top of the rock. Um, the walls providing natural defences. Um, a town is laid out before you. A snap of red and blue tarpaulin in the wind focuses your attention on the mini sanctuary within. Uh, lots of indi- individual buildings appear to have been carved out of the rock itself. You notice small tarpaulin stretching between the assortment of stone structures, providing some shade from the, the sunlight above. These streets, busy, um, seen from your vantage point, you can see they sort of stretch out like river veins. Um, at the centre, a huge statue of a blue man with scales, wearing a robe and proudly holding a trident, by all accounts. Um, you see the trident is painted gold. You then notice the rings behind him on his back, made of frosted glass and they're outstretched behind him. Um, as you sort of tentatively walk into the town, um, you see at the statue's feet lie flowers and incense still burning. Um, a sign at the bottom reads Thresana, shield of the sea May his watch never end You're still quite high up and you can still sort of look down into the town that stretches out before you From your higher vantage point you can make out main roads splitting further into the town um, a tall jutting rock in the centre splitting two areas to the left um, in the distance, fading into the atmosphere of the sky, the top of a large palace. To the right of this jutting rock, um, grand buildings, uh, in contrast to what's before you. What's before you is still pretty nice, but the ones to the right-hand side in their own sort of enclosed area appear to be taller, intricate, with more stories. You get the impression that's the posh bit. You spotted this while you were in the market, but here, more pronounced... Men and women in golden armour, carrying what appear to be decorative tridents, um, and large, long, white cloaks behind them. To your right, and again still off in the distance, oh sorry, apologies, we've talked about that already. Anyway, you are in Helmsport town itself. 
um, around you. People walk with carts, people um, chatter amongst themselves. What do you like to do? I observe the vast number of people <laughs> and again get that lovely thousand yard stare <laughs> and just stand slightly behind the elf guy I'm with. Just so you know, it's not quite as packed as the market was. It's a little bit still... more relaxed, but there's still a lot yeah. of people here. Yeah. And buildings. 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 What's that about? <laughs> buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, no, I'm not sure. I was happy on the stairs. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Yeah. And then you made it go <laughs> down and there were people walking past mm-hmm. you and one guy got a little bit close. Yeah. It's so very nice. probably about 10 foot away. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Close. That's close. That's close for me. So you'll notice there's a lot of what would you like to do. The reason is you can do anything you want. Uh, so you do have in your possession pamphlets for a certain I place. sort of, uh, yeah, I, I lean towards the other and go, do you know where this this uh, this place is? This um, uh, <coughs> uh, uh, Guild of Wanderers. Do you, do you know which way we need to go? Does it say on the pamphlet? Can I look at the pamphlet? I'll look at you the know pamphlet. What? The pamphlet just says Houndsport. Cool, that's... That's not helpful, is but it? But if you want to have a little search around town, you could. One of you could, or all of you could. I will look with my eyeballs around <laughs> this this place. Do you want to make an investigation? Yeah, cool. Uh, Eighteen plus one, nineteen. Nineteen, awesome. Okay, so um, you kind of stand on your little tiptoes. <laughs> And you see in front of you that... Look, I'm tall for a dwarf. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm my actual real-life <laughs> height, but that's tall for a dwarf, so I'm still tall as a character, which makes me feel good. So you stand on your little tiptoes, <laughs> and you see before you that, that statue of that really tall guy with the thing. And to the right-hand side, you see a building um, that has columns in front of it. Palm trees, uh, either side of the columns, and a large W adorned atop. Um, above the, the, the front door, which appears to have a fish knocker on it. Um, I pat, I tap, I reach up really high and tap the elf on the shoulder and point. I think it's there. Okay. Uh, t- columns, palm trees, fish knocker. Um, can I just clarify? Of course you can. Is this a door knocker in the shape of a fish? Yes. Or is it a device for knocking fish with? <laughs> oh, that's some of that. Is it a magical thing that goes, that, that, that when it sees a fish goes, Myself a fish. Reckon they're fins? Really? Come on. I really wish it was that, but I don't think it is. It's a knocker that looks like a fish, but it could be whatever you say it was. If you've got if you have the correct transfiguration. Uh, uh, w. Round as well, with that level of check, you see two from your perspective, you see two buildings that appear to have people wobbling in and out of the doors. Um, pubs. You know what happened? It's cool. Um, what else do you see? Pubs in the mountain. Pubs. Um, Change a hop. You can also make out a couple of food stalls from where you are, but that's pretty, from your vantage point with your height. That's probably all that you That's all I can see because I'm five foot tall. Yes, winner. Unless you want to take a bit of time to have a look around. Wait, we go. Uh, I'm going to just go quiet again. <laughs> Are we going to the Wanderers or? Is it my. Is it. It's anybody's. There's no well, 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 I, well, in that case, I, I reckon we should probably just. 
Right, first of all, we need to get this dwarf off the street. <laughs> so, so yeah, I reckon we go straight for the fish knocker. Cool. Right. That's not a sentence I expected to say. <laughs> straight for the fish knocker. Now we have the title. We do. Of we do. <laughs> we do. We have the title, which is straight for the fish knocker. <laughs> Just to clarify for everybody, there's no turns out of combat. Right. Right. In combat, there are turns. Your, your characters in an environment do whatever your characters would do. Um, mine currently is staring to space being horrified by the sheer volume okay. of people so I put my hand on the dwarf's shoulder and steer them towards the door with the fish knocker on it are you contesting that? no I am not okay. with my asses you could do a strength check to see if you could no nope, I am going. going I'm good <clears throat> yeah in fact I was just about to bend down to the door because I'm also a little bit overwhelmed by the buildings because my character's not She's not used to buildings outside of ancient temples and mm-hmm. she's Stuff. used to tents and st- like she's from a very uh, rural setting, shall we? Well, not even rural. Just yeah, complex setting. <laughs> Just they don't they don't even have a concept of what a building is, so she's a little bit overwhelmed by that as well. Um yet again, she's not really a people person, but she's kind of she's a little bit better with them mm. yeah. than then with the dwarf. So she kind of it's like you. Oh, are you all right? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, people. Lots, okay. A lot of people. Not not seen a lot of people for a very long time. Well then, let's come along, friend. Let's get out. Let's get indoors. Yeah. Okay. Let's... So as you move your hand towards the fish knocker, um, <laughs> your hand is but an inch away, and the door opens uh, magically. By all accounts. Ooh, magical fish knocker. Um, as the door opens, it reveals a room, uh, which appears to be bigger inside um, than it is on the outside. At least four levels of open mezzanine, uh, with what appears to be bookshelves on each level. The smell of musty old books greets you as you enter. I like it already. Uh, I know, right? I Sorry, she's very excited by books as well. I'll be all. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I do in a library, I need to smell things. Um, the lower level, however, hosts a desk, and behind this desk, um, you see a female dwarf with braided hair, no beard, um, but piercing blue it's eyes nice, that glare up at you. Uh, you're the first in, I guess. Um, well, you're the first in, but you're the first Being in. Being shoved. <laughs> um, Gently. You notice, you notice a scar down from her hairline, uh, all the way down her face, uh, to the side of her mouth. Worn leather wraps um, about her wrists, and she's got scarred knuckles, which... Kind of a hidden as she folds around as you approach. She stands there in silence. Is she the only person there? Yeah. Um, I, I see. Yeah, I'm, I'm just relieved to only be in the presence of these two people that I've known for a few weeks and a random dwarf who I've never met before, but I feel a little bit better because there are less people. Is this okay? It's fine. <laughs> So I'm I'm slightly relieved. I'm breathing a sigh of relief and just sort of visibly relaxed thing. And I say, hello there. Well, what are you here for then? She says immediately as you speak. Oh, well, we were looking for the Guild of Wanderers. Oh, we're in the right place. Um, oh, and she notices the pamphlet which will be in your hand will say at this point mine definitely is like yeah. an iron <laughs> grip I've been like holding it yeah and I was I was sort of waving it vaguely as I was talking yeah. and I've got my sort of like 
tentatively wanted to hand it to her, but still don't want to get involved. Like a bus ticket. <laughs> <laughs> do I? Do I need you? Do I? Where? Yeah. I, I'm I'm taking a step back at the moment because I, I I feel like I should not lead, but but just kind of just. Get, go along with it, not be too difficult, because I'm very aware of the fact that I'm a tiefling, so some people just don't like me that much. And she sees it in your hand and you kind of let it, and she's like, no dear, you can keep that, it's all right. <laughs> um, so, I can see Devon's been handing out the leaflets, which is good to see, good to see. Well, in order to join the Wanderers, uh, you must first pass a test, an initiation of sorts. If you complete the test and, well, survive, um, you pass. If you do neither, you fail. Does that sound good? Yes. <laughs> Fine, let's have at it. Okay, well, um, we do have a recent requirement, which should suffice as an ample test, but first I was rather hoping you'd help me with something. So, what is it? that our heroes are going to be asked to do. What could this mysterious test be? Eh, tune in next week and you'll probably find out. But for now, we're going to leave that there. Just a quick reminder, um, the Thought Bubble Festival um, is still on, online, in November. You might want to check that out at uh, thoughtbubblefestival.co.uk. Lots of online fun to be had. Uh, a lot of exhibitors. A lot of international stuff. Um, it's still going to be the best con of the year, I think, without question. Um, but sooner than that, this very weekend, if you're listening to this on the day it drops, it is the Dead Northern Horror Film Festival here in Harrogate. Um, just search for Dead Northern Harrogate for more details on that. Some events are free. Some events are not free. All of the events are ticketed because they need to make sure they comply with COVID-19 regulations uh, in terms of distancing and number of people attending and all of that. So please, please make sure that if you want to check that festival out, go to the website and have a look and see what tickets are available and which events you want to go to. Do not just turn up. They won't be allowed to let you in. Um, oh, and speaking of stuff that's happening next Thursday, again, in Harrogate, other places might be doing something different, but other places will be doing something different. Uh, but if you are a Harrogatonian, you will know that one of the big events of the year is the bonfire on the Strait. Um, fireworks are always spectacular. The bonfire is always huge. There's always a massive scorch, scorch patch on the Stray uh, right up until March. Um, Sometimes it rains and everyone's ankle deep in mud. Sometimes it doesn't. But it's always an amazing thing. And literally thousands of people crowd onto um, one particular area of the stray. And obviously that's not happening this year. They're not even doing the fireworks with no audience because, of course, you can't do that because there would be an audience. So they're going to do something different. The people who organise the display, uh, the Harrogate Roundtable, um, are asking people in Harrogate at 6.30 on Thursday, the 5th of November. That's a week tomorrow, if you're listening to this when it drops. Um, and just shine a light into the sky. They are asking you to please not launch fireworks, because dangerous. 
They're asking people not to light fires for the same reason. Um, also, people in Harrogate this year are being quite restrained. I don't know if it's because um, they're going out less, but I'm not hearing the usual sort of cacophony of random fireworks that we normally get at this time of year. And I'd just like to say thank you uh, on behalf of all pet owners and people with PTSD. Um, I am neither of those things, but I know people who are one or the other. Um, so, yeah, they're saying, please don't launch fireworks, please don't light fires, but just shine a light into the sky. Um, maybe have a bit of a hoop and an, an applause. Um, maybe just shout bang. I don't know. But just do something um, to get a bit of community spirit going again. OK, normally it's great. Everyone out on the stray. The scouts are cooking hot dogs and, you know, all that stuff that we just can't do in 2020 because 2020 sucks. Um, and if you are listening elsewhere in the UK, because let's be honest, if you're anywhere other than the UK, you don't celebrate bonfire night. Um, I'm sure your local community is doing something similar. So find out what it is and get involved if you possibly can. <sighs> now, I think that's it, really. Um, I can tell you that we will be back next week same time same listening device unless you choose to use a different device uh because next week's episode is already edited so there you go um but for now we will leave it there until we meet again be kind to yourself be kind to everybody else stay geeky and we'll see you at the gates thank you for listening to the geeks at the gate podcast Us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate or contact us on Twitter at geeks at the gates or contact us by email on mail for geeks at the gates at gmail.com that is the number four not the word geeks at the gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire